Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, we are going to go back to Chicago once again. Now, you know, our brothers and sisters in Chicago has been standing up against this manufactured, because it is manufactured by the Biden administration, migrant crisis. Now, you have an alderman by the name of Anthony Beal. He is the alderman of the Ninth Ward. He has been in office since 1999. He has been reelected you know, all these other years, even recent up to 2023. Well, we have a video speaking about the situation with Chicago being a sanctuary city. A lot of people are saying now we do not want to be a sanctuary city. We don't want nothing to do with that. I want you to hear what Mr. Anthony Beal has to say, because this is, you know, something that should have been said a long time ago. And I want you to hear all the money they were spending on the migrants. So let's go ahead and roll that. Other people in this body, I don't wish to silence the people from having a voice as far as the Bring Home Chicago ordinance. I want the voters to hear that ordinance and have a chance to vote on it. However, I do believe that we need to have the people also to vote on whether or not they want to remain a sanctuary city. The reason I have brought this with some of my colleagues to the floor is not to eliminate Chicago as a sanctuary city, but what it is is to find some kind of compromise and threshold to stop the bleeding that we're undertaking right now. When you look at what the city is dealing with, we're spending, when we had 12,000 migrants, we were spending $31 million a month at that time. We have 20,000 migrants today. So what is the price tag on that now? And we can't get solid answers to what it's costing us right now. Now, we're being asked to vote for a budget that we can't get answers to as far as how much money we're going to be potentially spending next year on the migrants. We're saying we're hoping we get money from the state. I'm hoping we get money from the federal government. I'm hoping money just falls out of the sky. But those are hopes and dreams. We have a physical responsibility to vote on a budget that is sound going forward to get us through 2024. And the budget that's being presented to us does not solve that problem. And so all I'm asking is that we give the people of this great city of Chicago a chance to have a voice on this issue. Now, I guarantee you that if Harold Washington was here today, what he signed into law as an executive order is not what he intended for today. And so when people, when people say, well, Harold Washington did this, times were different. We didn't have people coming to this city by the thousands. Now, when you look at what else is happening in this country, we have other democratic cities Denver, California, LA, sending their people to Chicago, New York. They're sending their migrants to Chicago. 
Why? Because they saying we can't take anymore. Chicago has yet to say we can't take anymore. We have to draw the line somewhere. It's a diversion to continue to say this is a federal problem. We need help from the federal government. Yeah, we know that. But while we're waiting for the federal government to act, we need to be doing something here at home to protect us. Now, we don't even know the people who are coming to Chicago. The people that are coming here, we don't know if they have criminal backgrounds. We don't know if they're child molesters. We don't know if they're murderers. We don't know, we don't know anything concrete about the people coming here. Now, when you look at what's happening, Venezuela are emptying their jails and telling them to walk to the border. So they're coming to Chicago. We already have enough crime here in the city of Chicago. We have enough crime here that we're dealing with. And so I can go on and on, but Madam President, and I think you're doing a wonderful job up there, may I add? You're doing a wonderful job. This is just a question, a non-binding question to just ask the people who are paying this 30 and 40 million dollars a month if they want to continue down this road or do we want to make our elected officials to try to do something different. Now, I've said this before. If you give me three meals, housing, child care, education, a voucher for $9,000, you know what? I come to Chicago too. And that's what they're doing. They're telling people and they're sending money back to Chicago, I mean back to Venezuela, to come to Chicago because they're saying, hey, the good times are rolling there. They're taking care of everybody. Now when we have, when we have Venezuelans that are driving cars, where did they get a driver's license? Where did they get insurance from? And then you have Venezuelans being caught with drugs and guns. Where are they getting them from? I, I have a bleeding heart for the people who are coming here that are honestly trying to do better for themselves. I'm with that. But I'm tell you one thing. I'm with my people more. Okay? I'm with my people more. And so all I'm asking is to just put this question on the ballot, non-binding, non-binding, in order to give the people of this city a voice that they have not had because nobody ever asked the city of Chicago, do we want to be a sanctuary city? Do we want to be a welcoming city? And I'm going to close on this. This is my third closing. Sanctuary City, a welcoming ordinance, says nothing about we have to provide services and goods. <laughs> Sanctuary City, all it says is the city of Chicago will not cooperate, organize with the federal government, detain for people to be deported. That's all it says. So where do we get off saying that we have to spend 30 to 40 million a month that we don't have. Now, if you give me 
30 to 40 million a month, my ward will look like the north side. If you give any alderman on the south and west side 30 to 40 million a month, you will see a different day. So with that, I'm going to close, and I just hope that my colleagues, I hope my colleagues see fit to just vote on giving the people a voice that they don't have to see if we want to go down this road. So with that, Madam President, I motion that we pass the first item on the agenda to say whether or not the people of Chicago want to remain a sanctuary city or not. Thank you. Now, if you could listen to all that money that's being spent on the migrants and what the alderman said about spending that kind of money in his district and spending that kind of money in other districts and say how it would look very prosperous, but see, they don't want to do that. See, this is why black folks are getting sick and tired of the Democrat party. This is why, because when it's time when black folks say, Hey, we need jobs. Hey, we need to improve our communities. Hey, we need, you know, investment into our businesses. We need this and that and the third. Oh, we ain't gonna have no money. Oh, it's so hard. Um, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen, but when the Democrats want to spend money, they got it. They got it for everybody else. They tell you no, and they're gonna give all this money to Ukraine. Now you got the Israel Palestine thing. They got money for that. They got money for all this military that every year they'd spend a bulk of the of the budget on military. Every year. You can't eat no no bombs and you can't eat no bullets. You can't live under with no bomb or no bullet either, right? But this is what they go spend all the money on. Black folks have in Chicago has, has been actually leading now the leading voice against this and shout out to them because somebody had to speak up and I'm very, very proud of my brothers and sisters in Chicago. Now they're going to the city council meetings because, Oh, it's more videos that we got to cover, but we got to just get them in order. Brothers and sisters have been going to the meetings and they've been turning up because I said that uh, what weeks ago. Didn't I say that? I say, Hey, it's one thing to be making press conferences. Y'all have to start showing up to those city council meetings and start saying, Hey, what's going on now? Mr. Beal here brought up the fact about the migrants getting places to stay, driving license, car insurance, $9,000. And, and what he said, I said the same thing. I, Shoot, you might well call your family to come up here because it's a free-for-all. But the citizens of Chicago don't get a free-for-all. That's what the citizens of Chicago need to say. Hey, Brandon Johnson, um, let me give you my name because I need my check. I need my $9,000 check from the city. I need that. I got to have that. And what it needs to start happening, all these programs y'all seeing, where they giving the, all this stuff to these migrants, y'all need to be filing lawsuits to stop that. Stop it. Because in this country, we don't supposed to discriminate. So either you give it to all the people in Chicago or you give it to nobody. Everybody in that city won't get rent paid, right? The alderman won't that $31 million so they can go ahead on and make sure to do improvements in their district. But then when they start asking y'all what was going on with the rest of this money, nobody, I don't know. They're hiding. Why? Why aren't you telling the people what's going on with their money? They're paying taxes every single freaking year. Y'all collecting taxes 
from, from tourism, all kind of ways y'all getting taxes, but you're not giving it to the people of the city of Chicago. And he is right. It needs to be put on a ballot. I said that a long time ago that sanctuary city need to be put on a ballot. Everything that really is major need to be put on a ballot and let the people actually go out and vote on it. They talk about a democracy. How is this democracy? And you can't even go vote on anything. If the people say they don't want their city to be a sanctuary city, it's a no brainer. Hey, they don't want it. And now this is something I'm gonna go a little further. Alderman Beal, because you was going, you was good. You was there, but you wasn't really there. Right? So you talked about a sanctuary city was basically saying not co- cooperating with, you know, the government ice, etc. Right? You talk about that's all it really meant. It didn't mean giving them resources. Well, don't give them an out to give them a resource. If you really don't want a sanctuary city, you say this, there's no law in this country that hides black people from the federal government. Where is city there is, is that say when black people are breaking the law that you will hide black people from the federal government to come get them. You're not going to detain black people. You're not going to say what he had anything. So to me, that is discriminatory. How are you going to say that these people that come over here, you're going to break federal law for them, but black folk who've been here hundreds of years, you so quick to say he over there, she over there. That's offensive in itself. Black people have been the most criminalized group of people in this nation and criminalized without cause. So if black folks got to be pointed out to where they at, then why, how come these people now black folk for a long time and say, you know, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. This is okay. But what it, now it's time to say this, Hey, that no snitching crap, throw that mess away. Y'all need to say, Hey, uh, they over here, they over there. He driving that car. He's doing this. Yeah, because you know what? Why not? Because everybody quick to tell on us, right? Everybody quick to point out what black folks are doing. How is it that that they get to not, uh, in Chicago, they don't have to participate with the federal government? No, that's wrong. So, So when you say we don't want to be a sanctuary city, that means no sanctuary, period. Not cutting off the funding from them, but yet you're hiding them. Or they talked about in the previous video, giving them job fairs. No, they need to go get a job fair somewhere else in Latin America. If they don't go to Venezuela, they can go somewhere else. Go to where they, they pass up. Like I said before, all those Latin American countries to come to the United States. Then you heard the brother said, LA is shipping them to Chicago. New York is shipping them to Chicago. Everybody's shipping them to Chicago because y'all have not came out in the leadership and say, Hey, uh-uh. You ship them here, I promise you, you bring another bus here, that bus is getting out of here. It's not going to stay here long. You're going you gonna to go somewhere else. You're going to go to the next city over. You're going somewhere else, but you're not going to be in Chicago. It's just that simple. And y'all got to take that stand, people, because it's not right. Listen, y'all, it's not right. This is not about people being xenophobic. It's not right. Show me a country where we as black folks can just go show up and get free room, free board, free food, free cars, free insurance, $9,000 to pay rent. Well, we can show up and go get that. We can't even get that in, the, in, in our own country. 
But yeah, they but yet yeah, that can happen. But it is the policy of the Democrat Party. Because remember, it's the Democrats who have championed themselves on this. Remember in New York, when the people in New York say, no, 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 we don't want that here. AOC and the Democrats were still preaching that. The Democrats do not care about you. Do not care about your well-being. And if you have a place to stay, they don't care. All they care about who's paying them. And the reason why they, they are like this is because those corporations that put money in their back pocket are saying, Hey, Democrats, let's bring these people in because that's going to be our cheap labor. So we don't have to hire black folks and pay them right. We can just pay them, you know, minimum wage or lower than that under the table. And they'll take these jobs and put black people on unemployment or get them out of, uh, out of the paint. It's going to affect blacks. It's going to affect whites. It's going to affect everybody. Cause these corporations do not want to ever pay a fair wage. They don't. This, this country has started itself off off of free labor from the black man and woman. And then if they can't get free labor, they're going to get cheap labor, but they do not ever want to pay the right amount of money for labor. So think about it. All the people they bring in underneath these visas in Silicon Valley from India and China and wherever else they're bringing them from. So they don't have to give American citizens those jobs. Then if they get the free labor out of the prisons. So they want to lock up black people in prison lock them up for more time so they can get free labor out of the prisons for who the corporations, black people outside the prison can't even get a job a lot of times and be paid. Right. But they'll make sure that the Venezuelans is coming over. They'll make sure that they have a job, not going to pay them right, but they're going to have a job. They have, they have black men that say I've had more jobs in prison than I have outside of prison because they forced them to work. And if they don't want to work, that's going to be a strike against them when they're trying to come up for parole. They get out of jail, can't really get a normal job or housing. But I will say this to any man that come out of jail, a woman, if you want to get a job, get a CDL, get a CDL because I know plenty of brothers have gotten right out of prison, got a CDL and start driving trucks and making six figures. And the brothers are happy because Hey, Hey man, I was locked up so many years. I just want, I'm happy to travel the country. I'm doing a job. I'm getting papered up. I'm just happy. I didn't turn my life around. I, I'm, I got nothing to do, no crime, no nothing. I'm good. And I met a few brothers like that. And, and that's been a beautiful thing to see those brothers serving time like that for a lot of years, come out and not ain't making a bag. And they just happy doing it because Hey, they happen to have an honest living. They got a, a house. They bought a house. They got cars. They got all that off of an honest living. So they, so you can at least do something. If you get out of prison, you can get a CDL start driving trucks or get into the skilled trades and a lot of skilled trades. They let brothers, you know, uh, get jobs. Um, they have records and skilled trades. Cause I tell people skilled trades is where it's at anyway. Cause that's probably what it is. A brother get him a skilled trade. At least he's not two and $300,000 in debt and, and crying to Biden and them about student loan debt. Yeah, people that make in the students, uh, skilled trades make way more, more money than some of these people with degrees. But it's good that black folks are standing up. It's good. Now, let's, let's, fast, let, let's play another video for you. 
So Representative Jasmine Crockett, see, I see you out of all this, what you're dealing with. See now the Democrats is going to come behind and you know, they, they have an insult for you. They, they, they tr- think you're dumb. Just beyond what they think you're dumb. So, you know, for a while we've been talking about how they just been speaking very, you know, nasty to us and calling us, you know, simple Simon MF is like, you know, Boulay Martin like to do. Well, now they got, they got sister girl, Jasmine Crockett. And the reason I did that is because you remember that video, how she was defending Biden talking about, Oh, I, Oh boy. He, he loved his son. That's why he's acting like that. I wish, I wish somebody would love me like that. Like what, what, what are you mammying about? Anyway, this woman went on CNN and I want y'all to hear how she's trying to describe black folks to the, to these folks. Let's go ahead and roll that. Here's the deal. Perception is reality. And so when you look at the data that was provided in this poll, it talks about how people feel. And when people decide whether they're going to the poll or whether they're not going to, to the poll, it's all about how you feel in that moment. And so while the facts may not align with their feelings, their feelings are dictating their reality. Their reality is that they said that they feel better or they felt better when Trump was in office. But we've been trying to push back. We've got some very popular African-American artists that are out here saying things like, oh, I got checks when Trump was in office. I want those checks again, not mm-hmm. understanding that that really came from Congress. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple of things, the perception issue. And then we also have an issue as it relates to civics in this country and people not understanding exactly how any of this works. Jasmine, listen to me. You may see this video. Jasmine, you really think that black people are dumb? See, you didn't call us a name per se. You didn't cuss us out, but you're saying we're dumb. Oh, they just in their feelings and their feelings, you know, is it, 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 they're going to be their reality. Um, no, ma'am, we're, we're not dumb. We read bills over here. We reread your websites. We play your videos and let you say what you're going to say. We don't lie on you. And our memories are very long, thank God, for the Internet. So our memories can be very long. And it's not about a feeling. It's a fact. Fact, Jasmine. The Democrats do nothing for black people. That's a fact. That's not a feeling. Fact, Jasmine. The Democrats prioritize migrants, Ukraine, and everything else outside of black folk. That's a fact. Jasmine, the black people felt uh, they was more economically sound during Trump, Jasmine. That's a fact. That's, that's not a feeling. And you trying to not mention sexy red, sexy red is the one that said that. Why are you trying? You say artist. So you're trying not to mention who she is. Sexy red is the one that said it on a podcast. And that's how people feel. They felt they got papered up during Trump. Trump was just genius enough to insist that his signature was on the check. And when people saw the signature of Trump on the check, said, man, Trump sent these checks. Well, that's what y'all, y'all let him do it. So people say, man, Trump did that. And well, I mean, y'all could pass it in Congress, but if Trump didn't sign it, it wouldn't have got done. So yeah, Trump has something to do with it. Don't get mad now, Jasmine. Stop trying to talk to See, y'all not going to win elections, Democrats. Listen to me real good. You're not going to win elections insulting the black community. You're not going to win elections by flooding the zone with migrants. That, that's you're just not going to win. And you can't use Donald Trump and try to scare us with Trump. Y'all can't use that. That I told y'all that Trump card is literally done. 
We don't care because we have not fared well under Biden at all. Biden has hurt this country economically with the migrant crisis, spending all our money on in Ukraine. Now he got something else he's spending his money on. And then Zelensky is so entitled, he's mad that he's not getting attention anymore and getting the money that he feels he needs to get from America. And you remember on this podcast, we played. Well, while he talking about his country's under war, they up there partying and living it up in Ukraine. On, on our tax dollars. So Democrats, y'all can y'all come, y'all gotta y'all gotta really stop insulting black folk because you don't go and tell white people about their feelings or Hispanics or Asians or anybody else about their feelings. You're always trying to disrespect us and you doggone boule, we are not taking it. CNN and MSNBC and all these other ones that's calling y'all up there to talk. Y'all don't know anything. Y'all don't. Y'all don't have the pulse of black America. You, you just don't. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. And you're going to see. Now, the election, the results isn't came in completely in here in Houston, at least at the filming of this video. But last time I checked, Sheila is trailing. Now, of course, one candidate got to get 50% of the vote to actually win it. If they don't get 50%, then they have to do a runoff. But Sheila is getting beat right now. What does that say about her and the Democrats? She's supposed to be the star person, right? People not playing with y'all no more. Especially a lot of you black Democrats. We know we're not playing because y'all the reason why we suffering anyway. Y'all supposed to be protecting the community. Y'all haven't been doing it. Brandon Johnson in Chicago and all of them. No. Lori Lightfoot, no. Black folks say we want the same thing you're giving the migrants. We want the same money by Ukraine. We want the money. We want the, the, the hate crime bill you gave the Asians. We want all that. We need that. And if you're not willing to do that, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're just not going to vote for you. Either we'll vote for Trump or we'll just sit it out. That's what we'll do. Either I always told y'all. Either R is fine with me. Some of y'all have mentioned to me, well, what about RFK Jr.? No, he don't, he don't support reparations. So no, I saw his attitude about reparations when he was asked about that on the breakfast club. Say, Oh, that's enough for me. I don't hear no talk of him. Don't even waste your time with him. Y'all have to show improved Democrats. You have to give black folks tangibles. Period. And I said black folks, not token black people that you give a job to a position to and all that. No. The just like you giving all this money to Ukraine, black folks need their reparations. Because all this what you're saying and showing is that you can protect somebody with a hate crime bill, a specific group. You can do it. You just don't want to do it with us because you don't want black folks protected. Because your dog on racist. You got money for everybody else, but you, but not, but not for reparations. So that means you don't want, like I told y'all before, you're practicing anti-black racism because you don't want black folks to have reparations. So why should we vote for you? Why? Doesn't make sense.
You're putting a burden. Your policies have burdened black America, burdened us. We already suffering financially suffering. And you literally trying to flood the zone with people from other countries, especially Venezuela. And like the brother said last night, in one generation, they're going to be wiped out the black community. Null and void. So black folks, like I say, this is critical right now that you get the Democrats in control. You get them out the paint because they are really attacking us right now. We are under attack by the Democrat party. We're under attack. Not the white community, not the Asian community. We are. And, and we, and trust me, we have been through plenty of battles in this country and we are battle tested. We are, are tried and true. And I've seen all these different people all day. They getting so excited that, that, that black folks are speaking about this issue because it's affecting us. We're, we're not focusing on other, other issues, other groups. We focus it on what we got going on right now. Now, whatever we got going on, if it benefits somebody else, I see the folks getting all excited about it. I guess if it benefits them, fine. But we're talking about what's going on with us right now. And that's where we're going to stay. We're going to stay focused on us and us only. Because we tried the coalition thing. It don't work. Everybody, you know, when they, when they get their leg up, they give us the finger and they butt the kiss. And that's cool. No problem. We, 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 we got the message. We don't want no coalition with nobody. Like I said before, if it's an individuals, that's cool from other groups and they have proven themselves for, uh, to, to rock with the black community. We definitely rock with them as individuals, not groups, individuals. Black folks got to continue this momentum. Black folks got to continue this codification. You're doing very well on the codification. The only way we trust me, we will get everything we need as long as we stay codified. And, and the moment we don't, and just pay attention. Don't even let them try to worm their way in and infiltrate. And no, 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 no. We just got to stay codified and, and focus on what we need as a community. I told y'all before, the moment you, you see them politicians come slithering around, start looking in their background, where they from, are they attached to the boule? AKA sororities or fraternities. Are they connected to that? Are they part of the organization like the links Jack and Jill? Like what are they a part of? Right now? What they're going to start doing because we look, we more looking more and more into it. They're going to start to start to start hiding that too. Right. So we won't know, but I say all black politicians, a lot of times to me is suspect until proven otherwise. What is their track record? I always say that. What's the tr politician's track record? If he or she has a good track record and done things in the community, hey, that's support them. But if they've been questionable or they haven't done anything, it's, it's a new day, black politicians. It's a new day. You're going to have to actually show and prove your worth or you got to go election day. It's just that simple. That's why I tell all black people, register to vote. Get a, Make sure you register to vote. Because we gonna sometimes you have to stand up and say something in city hall, and sometimes you got to get to the uh, the polling booth to follow up your words at city hall with concrete actions at the voting booth. I like when Julius Malema says that well, well everybody in EFF got to be registered to vote, or you're not gonna be in here. Why? Because you need to take political action at the voting booth. Don't just be protesting and, and rah rah and not gonna show up and get these people out the paint. The thing about Dr. King, when he says something, he filed it with actions. 
That's why what Dr. King was saying it, it worked. He just didn't protest. He probably with strong boycotts. He made a move. And that's what we have to do. We talk about the, but to these Democrats, tell them what they going to do. And if they're not going to do it, we either not going to show up or just vote for the other side. And we do that. Then we come back to the Democrats and say, see, you played with us for way too long. You, 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 th- you thought we wasn't going to get at you. Now, now you see you getting voted out or now you see the Republicans are taking over. Okay. I'm telling you what I would love to see. I would love to see the city of Chicago flip to, to, to the Republicans. Oh, you know why I would like to see it? Because that would send such a shockwave to, to the Democrat party. They were like, Oh my God, Armageddon is here. We lost the city of Chicago and black folks can make them do it. Black folks sure can. Any Republican right now that want to run, this is your perfect time to do it. And you hear what the folks want. All you got to do is follow what the people say and you get elected at this point. As long as you are a Republican that's not out here trying to harm nobody. Cause it's, 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 it's two different types of Republicans. That's like the ones that like just want to harm black folk. No, the black folks not going to vote for you. That's not going to happen. But if you're a Republican and you're more middle of the road, you more say, yeah, listen, I'm with you. We need to get them on out of here. All that money that they spending on them, we're going to start spending it on the citizens. Forget that. Trust me, you'll get voted in tomorrow. He said, hey, that same 31 million you talking about, we will start spending each month that kind of money in every district for improvement. Oh, boy, they would love it. Say, yeah, well, let me go vote for him right now. Let me go vote for her right now. Cause people need that. Anybody's going to come in and prioritize the citizens. This is your chance to get in. If you're a politician, but we'll see what's going on here in Chicago. They had another um, meeting that was canceled. Actually talking about sanctuary cities. So it got so turned up. Uh, I'm getting a lot of videos from that, but uh, we will probably cover that here the next day or so in, in, in Jasmine. Don't insult black people no more. Don't do that because um, the, the days you insulting black folks, that's done. 